0: This show with Lawson and Blake. We are here live with Shannon in the studio as well, too. In Newcastle, back. Everything is right with the world. Well, actually, no, it's all messed <laughs> up. But this part is working well, and mm-hmm. it's good to be back in the studio with you, my brother. Uh, we have some quiz questions, and we got some text messages mm-hmm. to go through. Uh, give me a clue. Need a clue. Oh, mate,
1: I'll give you a clue right now. Here we go. What city am I... After an earthquake in this city, a jailer who was guarding Paul and Silas asked how to be saved. (laughs) Saved. So, if you know the answer to this one, 0491 064 669 is the number to call or text. And if you call and text that number with the correct answer, you will go into the draw to win the amazing, awesome, incredible Revive Cafe Cookbooks 1 and 2. To. We'll give them to you for free. You just have to win the draw, and to win the draw, you just have to answer questions correctly. Even if you only have one entry in, you can win the prize. It makes a difference. Now, of course, as we work through our clues for today, you get less and less points. Right. So, so if you answer it now, you you would have got less points than you would have in the if you answered it at the beginning of the show because you've got more clues. So why would you get the same reward? Right. You know, we're 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 fair people here. <laughs> We're doing justice on Faith FM breakfast show this morning, but again, the Revive Cafe cookbooks—that is the prizes: 0491-064-669.
0: You know the good thing about those cookbooks, even if you don't cook, just having them on your shelf gives you a little bit of clout. They in do kitchen, little kitchen.
1: You clout. could never use it, but people think like everything you make is incredible. Yeah,
0: you walk in, they see the they see the Revive cookbooks on the bookshelf and go, "Now that is an incredible human." Mm. Right there, I want, I want some of that. We got some text messages from incredible humans as well too. First one coming up here is, uh, we got a text message here that's basically talking about the caste system, right? Mm-hmm. And he says the caste system is demonic, it keeps people from raising up, unlike the gospel that lifts people up. Mm. God is no respecter of man. Jesus had also problems with the religious leaders of his time who believed and loved on customs or man, and not the commandments of God. Bad customs will always be bad and should be changed. Unfortunately, only God can change your heart. little heart emoji. Mm. You know, I I agree. When you were talking about culture and customs before, I was thinking, no, the only culture that really should matter is kingdom culture. So not Australian, not American, not Indian, not Mexican, not Brazilian, not Chinese. Those cultures, are they have good elements about Mm. them, but ultimately as a Christian we should be kingdom cultured Mm. because essentially we're going to have to learn to live in heaven in harmony altogether. And none of those cultures are going to be the right culture. The Mm. only culture is going to be heavenly culture, which is love towards one another Mm. and the equality treatment of everyone like actual real equality, not equity. That's like this whole other Mm. system that the United airlines is using to hire new pilots, which is causing all sorts of crazy problems, you know, did you hear about that, by the way? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's insane. Basically, United Airlines is on the verge of having like a disaster, like every month, because they're not hiring qualified aviation-minded people. They're just mm-hmm. like, "You fit our racial criteria. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the club. You can now fly a plane." And it's like, "No, I I don't care what color you are. I want you to be qualified. That's right. Like, you can be purple. <laughs> I don't care." But Please know how to if fly. If you have a plane. your
1: pilot's license and, and your and your recommended required logged hours, <laughs> you can fly this plane. Yeah. If you don't, go home. <laughs> yeah, go go get, get out of here. <laughs> get, honestly, I value my life and the lives of the other people on this plane 100%. Yeah. Man, more I, I value my life <laughs> and the lives of other people on this plane more than I value the optics of
0: looking Looking like
1: equality. Looking
0: like equality. It's not really. It's not. It's just. It's ridiculous stuff. So anyway, yeah. Totally agree. Got a little rant there. Sorry, United. Uh, Very scared to fly with them. Uh, (laughs) So we've got. uh, We've got a couple people who are having some issues listening to the show on the TuneIn app and on the Faith FM app, and so hopefully you're listening live now and you can hear us, what's going on yeah. now as well, too. Help us, walk us through that. Lesson. Oh,
1: well we sent some response back to them. Of course, if you're not listening to the show right now, then you won't be able to take the advice <laughs> to be able to get onto the live show. But we're, we're organizing the channels. Essentially, a lot of people who are on the TuneIn app are getting yesterday's show, as well as a lot of people who are, uh, yeah, listening on the Faith FM uh, app as well. But if you head over to the website... Or if you you can change your location within the app because some locations we don't have a good enough internet connection because we how our radio works is that we run into internet to a transmitter that then transmits in the area. Now in some places our internet isn't good enough to broadcast a live stream. So instead we do a pre-recorded show, which is the show from yesterday.
0: Yeah, I, but I mean, but you can listen for I don't know why it's not working on there, but a lot of people listen live on the app
1: yeah that's right all the time but it it depends on what location you're set to because you'll pick up the live stream from a certain transmitter based on the location that you set in the app okay that is interesting
0: now of course
1: you won't hear this if you're not listening to the show right now if you're listening to yesterday's show you won't be able to hear this right but maybe if you get to tomorrow and you're listening to today's show It'll all make sense. It'll all make sense. Yeah. Absolutely. It'll
0: all make sense. But yes, but tomorrow, today's show is yesterday. Whoa.
1: I'm lost. <laughs> I am I am totally lost.
0: We got another text message coming here. Joe Biden in Ukraine. Many European nations might not like Biden as much as we think. Many are being forced to help Ukraine by force by using the carrot. Uh, by using the carrot uh, or the stick, right? So Germany is also very upset with Biden for destroying the Russian pipeline, which supplied much of their energy power. Now America is sending them the gas at astronomical prices. They're not impressed. Uh, The war against the Russian population in Ukraine has been going on for many years uh, in the same areas that voted to rejoin the, quote, Russian Federation. And so the U.S. has over 750 military bases worldwide. That is called world domination under the world peace sticker, laughy face. I haven't seen much peace yet in the world. Have you? Good, good, good quote, good questions. Mm. Uh, I, though I will say this I met a, a Russian refugee mm-hmm. in a sauna in Finland. Wow. He shared his story that his brother's in jail. His, I think his father was actually executed by the Russian government. His, he barely escaped by swimming from St. Petersburg in the frigid, ice-cold water... That
1: is so gnarly. ...to uh,
0: to get across to the, to the border on the other side. And he was basically saying everything that... This is what's happening in Russia. He's saying that the Russian government is telling the people that you're living a terrible experience, an awful life, because mm. of the war that's happening that NATO is forcing upon us. So mm. if this wasn't happening... Uh, then everything like the West is the cause to all your problems. But Mm -hmm. he's saying that the Russian government is actually causing the problems and then blaming it on the West. Mm. And his experience was so sad. Like he, like he was living there in Finland. Uh, I won't even give his name because I think he's actually a political refugee. Mm. So I'll just keep that on the down low. But it was just really, it was heart wrenching really to hear his story, how he can't really communicate with his family anymore. Uh, because of the Russian government, you know. Yeah, that's and, and so that's terrible. It is. It was awful, actually. Uh, we've got uh, some text messages. Oh, also, welcome back home, Blake. You obviously had a great trip. Thank you so much, Raphael, for texting that in as well, too. Uh, we have <laughs> <laughs> some more text messages. Uh, we've got more people saying, "Hey, normally I do get the live broadcast, uh, but now we're trying these things to to come in as well, too," and. Actually, like three or four people texted all at the same time. Mm. Just logged onto the website. Things are changed, and it's working now. They can hear it. So, mm. uh, <laughs> text sorry. message. Yeah, sorry. I just read this one. Uh, Freco text Blake. You should never judge a person on the cover of their cookbook.
1: Yes, you should.
0: Yes, you you know. (laughs) I'm
1: putting my foot, uh, foot down here. Absolutely, you should judge someone. No, I'm I'm not saying you should, but I'm saying that it's something that automatically happens. If someone sees you, you got a cool cookbook in the kitchen, I automatically assume that your food's good, which could potentially be a bad thing, because if you're terrible at cooking, but then it's like if you're terrible at cooking and you have the revived cafe cookbook in your kitchen that's a you problem like you just you know crack that thing should open. The, that's right you, you just need to crack that thing open and you'll be incredibly blessed with amazing food that will change your life and the perception of your cooking
0: you're listening to the breakfast show contact us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine Brighton texts us, hey, does that mean the issues happened on Tuesday and I'm I'm hearing about the issues on Thursday? Uh, No. If you're listening to this, this is Thursday, the 23rd of February. I think it's the 23rd, right? I Mm -hmm. hope so. I'm a little jet-lagged, actually. I'm not 100% sure. Yep. Mm -hmm. there we go, 23rd. It's Thursday. I can't believe it's the 23rd of February. I haven't been in Australia since, like, the 23rd of January. I think. Dude, that's, that's one like sixth
1: that. of the year gone. Like almost.
0: <laughs> almost like a whole month. Yeah. Yeah, a couple couple of days. The one twelfth of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, crazy stuff. No, but-
1: one sixth. One twelfth is one month. We're about two months in.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but I meant the time that I spent in Finland.
1: Ah, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, okay. It was like one twelfth of the year. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, but, yep, yeah, Brayden, if you're listening to this, which you are, then you're hearing everything just perfectly fine Mm. as well, too. Now, we're going to dive into some Bible study. Absolutely. Are you ready for this? Yeah. So catch me up, Lawson. What have you guys been studying about since I've been traveling? This
1: week specifically has been on, we've been talking about managing for the master, but then we've been talking about planning for success and the need that we have. Because, the reason is because, God has given us funds and talents and means and... We, as people, know that those things are required to, say, live life, eat food, raise a family. And so it's, oh, how can I do the best with what I have? Now, we're looking throughout this week. First things first, on Sunday, we looked at, essentially, if you're working for God, God will pay. Okay. He's the one who will surprise you. Supply. You know, a lot of people... And surprise. Yeah, and surprise you <laughs> yeah. with supplies. A, a lot of people... Uh, <laughs> potentially in a position in which they feel like, Oh, I want to follow Jesus, but maybe my work doesn't line up with Christian morals and principles. And what we can say is if you want to work for God, He will pay. He will give you opportunity. In fact, the Bible clearly states that He's the one who enables us to work and to make gain and to make profit. So he's the he's the one. If you if we want to be successful, if we're thinking, oh, I want to have a family and I want to be able to support them. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, if you're working for God. And I'm not talking about doing full-time ministry. I'm talking about in in whatever work you're doing, if you're putting God first, he will pay. Then we talked about the blessing for work, how we're designed to work. We talked about how there is a particular period of earning years before we retire. I think the work of witnessing and being used as a witness by Christ, that goes until the day that you die.
0: So I, I was interesting. I was reading through that as well too and thinking about something. The way I like to think about it is life is split up into three main phases. First 30 to 35 years of your life, you know, the first one third of your life. Let's just say you live till 100, like just mm-hmm. pretend with me, right? So, 30 to 35 years, that first third of your life is the learning years. This mm-hmm. is where you're learning how to live, you're learning how to earn, you're learning how to achieve a successful life. The second phase is mm-hmm. your earning years from about 30. To 35 to, to 60 to 65, right? So essentially that next 30 years, the the second third mm-hmm. of your life, is the earning year. See, so this is the time where you you earn the money, you work, you earn uh, really a, a place in society mm-hmm. and, and in, your, in your community as well too. So this is – we go from learning to earning. But this is – then the next phase, the final phase, you kind of – you enter into retirement. The final phase. Final phase. <laughs> enter into retirement and you have – potentially lived a successful life and, and excited about that, this is your returning years. So mm-hmm. you got your, your learning, your earning, your returning. And the returning years are where you get to give back and, mm-hmm. and give uh, hopefully through investment and through hard work and through a life, you know, well-lived, you'll be able to actually give back during your returning years, so that final third of your life as well too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those are rough. Like, they're not perfectly exact. Like, this date is where you stop learning and you start earning. Like, no, no. But generally speaking, the first third of your life is the learning. The second uh, third of your life is the earning. And the third third of your life, the final phase, Mm -hmm. is your returning years as well, too. And we were talking about how
1: the Bible study gives advice that when you're in either that earning or returning phase, that you then give back to those who are in your le- their learning phase, which would be your children. Yep. Or, whoever, or potentially grandchildren. Children, grandchildren, whoever it may be. Your project. And so it, the the Bible study was suggesting, yeah, that, well – It wasn't suggesting, it was straight up saying, we read 1 Timothy 5, verse 8, where it says, But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Now, obviously, we need to gain some principles in regards to that, because we're talking about China earlier. And I've talked about, I talked about yesterday, I've talked about on the show before, uh, the Chinese uh, parable that is essentially that wealth only lasts three generations. And it's because the Chinese people have an interesting relationship with spoiling their kids. I don't want to go through and explain it because I've talked about it a bunch before. But by the third generation that comes along after the first generation, which gains a large amount of wealth, they usually go back to poverty because they don't have the skills or the drive to go and earn for themselves because they've, they've only been spoiled. Uh, by the previous generations and so they end up going back into poverty and then the, the cycle starts again but we see here in the bible study that what you should be doing with your money if you're in those earning or returning stages is asking yourself the question well how can i best equip my children to you know how can I instruct them? how can I bless them? And we saw yesterday they gave three principles firstly provide a Christian home environment secondly, teach children a willingness to work and appreciation and an appreciation for work and then thirdly help with a good education
0: right. so you're preparing them for the next stage as well That's right to
1: then themselves be successful in their learning their earning and their returning
0: I, I really like those those different elements like providing that Christian home environment the the teaching, Uh, children a willingness to work and appreciate an appreciation for it. Like, honestly, we have poor work ethic Mm -hmm. living in the time that we do have. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at previous generations, even like, like three or four generations, the golden generation, you know, like the, the great ones, the great generation right after world war one and world war two. I mean, these guys worked hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like, they, they just had a totally different, mindset totally different ethic to work and i i miss that a little bit Mm. i think it's something we can learn from our elders and go hey this is a really cool thing work is good Mm. like work is a blessing and we should remember that but we live in an age now where it's like i don't want to work i want to get rich quick on social media yeah (laughs) and i got my tiktok account making me a millionaire
1: Mm. we had ron On the show, producer Shell's dad joining us, and he did an interview, and then we looked at the Bible study and talked about working as a carpenter in the United States, being in a low socioeconomic area, and being of no money himself, yet working 72 hours a week. If you work 72 hours a week as a carpenter in Australia, firstly, that's illegal, that's over, that's like exceeding the legal amount that you're allowed to work. Yeah,
0: but this is a country of convicts. That's so right. Uh, pull that off. But simultaneously, <laughs> you would make bank. 72 hours. Hold on. How, that's a lot. Bro. That is a lot. How many is that per day? I,
1: uh, don't know. I don't know. Like 16 hours a day. Something crazy.
0: What? Yeah. He was working 72 hours? Yeah. That's what he said. Wow. Okay. S- so if you do that
1: in Australia, you would be making bank bank right you would be killing it but you know he's talking about yeah that's just what we had to do to get by and i love my kids and i want to do the best by them so
0: yeah no for sure and i think what one thing i do love about australia is it provides a space for every man the the every man when i say Mm. every man i'm talking about mankind so man and woman so for the every man to have a good life and to work it, like anyone who's willing to work will have a good life in Australia. Totally. I yep. love that. Like if you're not willing to work, like, you, I mean, you can't be blamed. Like if it's not like the most perfect life, but willingness to work in Australia equals a good lifestyle, a mm-hmm. good life. Like you can be a plumber, uh, electrician, a carpenter. You could be a cleaner. You can be, uh, you can, uh, be in the service industry. You could do real estate. You could be a doctor. You could be a lawyer. Like whatever it is, you can even, do faith fm radio <laughs> and you can make a living and you mm. can survive and you can and have a good experience in life which i have to say i love doing faith fm in the morning with you every mm. morning and it's good to be back here in australia i love it
1: absolutely well yep let's continue to work and moreover to the good work of the lord that he has blessed us to be able to do and being a witness for him
0: you're listening to the breakfast show podcast
1: on faith fm positively different
0: you're listening to The Breakfast Show where Blake and Lawson discuss Greek in between. Well, things.
1: Greek class.
0: Yeah, Greek class. So now I'm, I'm excited about that. But we won't get into Greek right now because we're actually doing English clues for the quiz. That's right. Now. I'm ready.
1: About a city that was in Macedonia, which actually. Ancient day Greek? No. Now, the reason why Macedonians. Ooh, would, they,
0: they, would they hate that if I said that? They would hate it.
1: No, but the reason the reason the reason why Macedonia is so passionate about Alexander the Great and about Macedonia itself in regards to Greece is because so you have this thing called the Peloponnesian War, where the Delian League, which was Athens and their associates, and the Peloponnesian League, which was Sparta and their associates, had a civil war within Greece. So they were all city state areas at the time. There wasn't a united Greece. Right. The region was Greece, but they're all warring against each other. And then They fought, and this is so, they had the Greco-Persian Wars, which is, you know, the Persians attack Sparta, fail, try to attack Greece, fail. Then they have a war within themselves, and then after that, the Macedonians rise up and basically unite all of Greece. Like, Sparta, Athens, they unite it, and then that's when Greece becomes the empire of the world, because Alexander the Great marches through. Um, They march through... Through, everywhere everywhere really. basically yeah. from Greece to India. And up until that point, Macedonia was seen as this oh by the Greeks. It was like, oh, we're Athens, where Sparta, you know, that's just Macedonia. They're just, you know, that's Philip. Philip of Macedon, like they're just they're just some dudes, but it would be Macedonia who would rise up and conquer all those guys, and it was like, Yeah, look at us now. And they still had that spirit today towards the Greeks of like, Yeah, look at us, like we're Macedonia, like you wrote us off.
0: But we came back. But we,
1: we united Greece and turned you guys into an empire. So, interesting history.
0: Our I think you inadvertently just gave a clue to the quiz. No. Uh, I think No,
1: because it. the answer, I didn't say any of the answers.
0: But you referenced one.
1: Anyways, <laughs> one of Paul's epistles is addressed to the saints of this city. Its name begins with the letter P.
0: That's what I'm saying. You made a little reference. Yeah,
1: but I I didn't say the city. 0491 064 669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. Of course, if you do, you'll go into the draw to win our amazing, incredible cookbooks. We'll give them to you absolutely for free. But again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. 0491 064 669. And that question was, one of Paul's epistles is addressed to the saints of the city. Its name begins... With the letter P. Now think about Paul's epistles. You know the ones that ends with theans. I'll give you an example. Because we know it's not this. It's not Galatians. But Paul wrote a bunch of epistles. Like this. And one of them started with P. If you know what it is. 0491
0: 064 669. That's a. Pretty good clue.
1: <laughs> I want people to get it, okay? <laughs> and this clue. is just for one entry as well. You know, if it's the 500-pointer, I'm not giving away too much. No, but no this is For, for 100 points, for one entry in the quiz, guys, get in. Yeah,
0: some text messages are coming through right now. The answers are flying in. Amazing. So, yeah. Good stuff. Hey, we have uh, another verse here on the, the Bible mm-hmm. study, the 20 million movement Bible study that's going on. Talking about this successful life, you know, talking about how that phase of the successful life, you know, you've, in an ideal situation, right, basically you got parents, they've raised their children, they've become independent adults, the homes all paid for, transportation needs are met, there are no lingering debts, and there's like a sufficient stream of money to provide for the senior family's needs. Like that is kind of the idealistic successful life you know that Mm. we can see and god i believe wants this for all of his children Mm. like he he wants to provide for the needs he wants to provide for the children who are following him and choosing Mm. his commandments over the ways of the world now that doesn't mean god gives us everything that we want i definitely want like a ps5 and a flat screen tv but god's like not going to say I will provide these things because those aren't real needs. Those mm-hmm. are wants. Those are desires. Those are things that are luxuries of life in reality. Mm. Like no King in the past would have had these things. Right?
1: Yeah. I was, uh, we on Sabbath afternoon, we were at my good friend's place. Shout out was and Kaz. We're at their place love and house. we're in there. And there's the air con was running. It was super hot that day. Aircon was running. Food was all laid out and I'm, Turn to them. I'm like, we are more comfortable than King David ever was. Right now, for sure, in this moment, it's oh. a, it's an almost. It was well, like 33, 34 degrees, something like that, and we're sitting in the aircon. We are more comfortable than King David ever was. I'm getting ice out of the fridge to put in my glass of water.
0: It's, I'm, there, I'm, I would actually venture to say that there are people in that time who would have never even seen ice. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, there's certain places in the world that ice just. Not a thing. Not mm-hmm. real. In the Middle East, especially. Mm-hmm. You know? But God's standard is his law, and he wants this standard to be written on our hearts. So I was wondering, could you read that for us in Jeremiah 31, verse 33? You know, he calls his children to this higher standard in work and in life. He wants it, you know, he wants us to have this great life, but he also wants this standard. ...to be reflected in our characters, the standard of God's law to be written on our hearts. Jeremiah 31, verses 33.
1: The Bible says in 31, 33, "...but this is the new covenant that I'll make with the people of Israel on that day," says the Lord. "...I'll put my instructions deep within them, and I'll write them on their hearts." I will be their God, and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, you should know the Lord. For everyone from the last to the greatest will know me already, says the Lord. And I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never again remember their sins.
0: So we're kind of living in a society that is eroding Christian teaching. It's diluted. It's minimized. It's... It's being canceled, right? We live Mm. in a canceled culture. If you say something that's offensive to me, cancel, you're out. You know, to the Gulag. Sometimes, seriously, that's uh, that's a terrible book. Uh, What's the the Gulag Archipelago? I think it's Mm -hmm. pronounced Archipelago. Archipelago, yeah. And essentially, this Russian prisoner, or was he Serbian or Russian? I can't remember. Uh, Neither can I. Uh, But he, you know, of that region, I think he might have been Russian, going off to Serbia, if Mm. I'm not mistaken. And because he disagreed with the nation state, he was sent through the atrocities of life. Mm. And that's what's happening right now. Like Christian Christian characters, Christian ideology teachings are being eroded and minimalized. uh, And I'm really starting to recognize that more and more. I've been reading uh, some Jordan Peterson lately. I read uh, 12 Rules for Life, Mm -hmm. or I'm halfway through it. And I don't agree with everything that he says. Actually, quite a lot I don't because I believe in creation science. He's a Mm -hmm. very big uh, evolutionary thinking person. But there are some elements to what he's saying that really do make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And we need to remember, like, just because it's not popular to be Christian anymore Mm -hmm. doesn't mean we should do away with it. Mm -hmm. Like, Christian ideals have stood the test of time. Proverbs 22 verse 1 says, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches Loving favor rather than silver and gold. You know, it's it's better to be a good neighbor than a rich neighbor. You know, mm-hmm. I had some rich neighbors back when I was growing up, and they were okay. Mm-hmm. But my neighbors on the other side who were dirt poor lived in a like a little uh hatchback like trailer, you know, on the side, like a motorhome kind of trailer wow. thing going on. He was my best buddy. He was mm-hmm. super nice and kind, give you the shirt off his back, you know, had no money, but man, I'd prefer him as my neighbor than the guy who owned like 40 horses. So (laughs) I just, I really feel like it's important for us to remember the Bible gives us really clear instructions on how to be a good neighbor and how to be a good person. And we should follow those instructions and recognize that the successful life is not always the richest life, but it's riches that can't be described in the amount of silver and gold that you have, but rather the name that you carry with other people and the character of Christ that you represent.
1: You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
0: You're listening to the Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson, where we discuss potential future scenarios. Uh huh.
1: Future scenarios of future spouses.
0: Future scenarios of future spouses yeah. off the air. So that on the air, we can describe quiz clues more clearly.
1: That's right. <laughs> Not, neither of those things are actually related. We just need to justify getting paid for the time be- between segments that we that talk. Part, that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's well,
0: true. Most of the time, we're preparing for news and pre- preparing stories and preparing for the yeah. Bible study. But every now and then, we, we, we talk goof. about potential suitors. We goof, yeah.
1: <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show, and we have right now answers. I'm ready
0: for we them. We have the answers. Actually, before you give that answer away, I do want to... Just shout out. Texas 0491 064 669. With potential suitor. Oh,
1: stop this, dude! <laughs> this is this is happens like every, every two
0: weeks. Like, and every, then I get in trouble for it. Yeah, as well too.
1: every two weeks, it's oh Lawson needs a wife. Like, and <laughs> I that's didn't say that. and
0: it's not like I it's not
1: true. That. And it's not like I'm not looking for that. But
0: if we're just, I always get in trouble for this as well. Too, we're gonna get people texting and leave Lawson alone.
1: Yeah, that's right. But hey, what city am I now? The clues we have here pull cast out a demon of a slave girl in this city. It was a Roman colony leading into Macedonia. This is where Paul met Lydia, an earthquake in this city. After an earthquake in this city, the jailer who was guarding Paul and Silas asked how to be saved. And finally, one of Paul's epistles addressed to the saints of this city. Its name begins with the letter P. Now, this city but doesn't is, sound like P. Of course, it's because it's a P-H. So it's a Philippi.
0: Philippi that is the city now
1: I absolutely no, love no Philippi not Philippi, Philippi. <laughs> Philippi I absolutely love the story of Acts chapter 16 I yeah. think it is just one of I I think it's just so relatable. It's important. The, The story of Acts chapter 16, as we said at the beginning, he receives a vision that, hey, you should cross the sea into Europe. And that's the first steps that the gospel takes into Europe. And so he goes over to Philippi. They go there. They preach. They meet Lydia. They baptize Lydia. That's their first fruits. And they're probably thinking when they get to Philippi, like... Man, well, where, where you know, because before that point it says that they're traveling all through the region of Mycia and Galatia and the Holy Spirit forbid them to preach. They're traveling thousands of kilometers. And right. yet it I don't know how that worked, whether they opened their mouth and just nothing would come out, or whether they just had a deep sense or conviction that they're not supposed to preach there. But when they go to Philippi, they find immediate success. They're like, dude, let's go.
0: This, is the, this we're, is the place.
1: We're, we're killing it. We're going to change this city. And then all of a sudden... I promise
0: you they didn't say we're killing it. That's like such yeah, a new... <laughs> they, they said we're going to change the city. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: then all of a sudden, after casting out a demon, which right, again right. is a God-ordained, God-sanctioned work... Spiritual gift. Yep. They're then beaten almost to death and thrown in jail. Wow. Which is heavy times. But... Whilst they're in jail, the Bible says that they're praising and singing hymns to God that all the rest of the prison can hear. You then have the miraculous earthquake takes place. All of the shackles and doors open within the jail, and the jailer wakes up to see shackles and doors open and realizes... I'm going to kill myself. uh, Well, basically, that's that's his conclusion after thinking everyone's left. Right? Everyone hadn't left, but this is what he believes, and so... Essentially, the jailer sees before him an insurmountable uh, situation. Oh, for sure. There's nowhere to go for him because he's like... humanly, there wasn't. Because he's like, I'm going to get killed. I'm going to get beaten anyway. And we know that this guy had a family, like wife and kids, like all that stuff. But he's like, there's no other option for me. So he he draws his sword to fall on it.
0: But thankfully... But
1: thankfully... uh, He doesn't. Peter perceiving... uh, Sorry, Paul and Silas perceiving this is going to happen. They call out. They say... Do not, you know, do not take your life. We're all here. And the guy runs into the room, falls down on their feet, and he says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And so him, his household are baptized. They tend and dress the wounds of Paul. And between his family and Lydia's family, that is the foundation of the Philippian church. And then you read in the book of Philippians in chapter 2, essentially, Paul says to them, you have become the most faithful church in the whole world. When he writes them, he says, your faith is known, your great faith is known throughout the world. And so it's amazing that they are brought the gospel under circumstances of such persecution, that despite persecution, they are still faithful. And because of the Philippian church, this is, again, the first step into Europe. And from there, Christianity becomes a European religion